Thanks for listening to the Word Alive podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching. For more resources, please download our app by typing W-A-I-O in your Play Store. Well, good morning, and we're excited that this is, again, the month of Adar. Interesting enough of this testimony, we celebrate that today. The month of Adar will be uh, honoring the Lord at the end of this talk today with our First Fruits offering and give you an opportunity to do that. And uh, we're just believing that God's going to do something really supernatural today. As I was preparing my check today uh, to, uh, I'm old school, I still write a check, you know, uh, is uh, to, uh, for First Fruits, I wrote the date, it's 2 And I wrote it, I thought, wow, there's something to this today about Adar. This is a double portion of new beginnings and new things happening. And so once you touch three or four people and say, get ready, there's a double portion of something happening, ha- happening here today. Uh, yeah, there, there's something, there's something stirring. I'll just, tell, I'll just be honest with you, I woke up full of the Lord today. I mean, I just, you know, sometimes they say you wake up full of yourself, right? I woke up full of the Lord today. Just, I don't know, I just got this joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, right? I mean, woo! Look, uh, I just want to say amazing things about you guys because of your continued generosity and prayers and and, and uh, discipleship and pursuing the Lord, this ministry here at Word Alive is reaching around the globe. And not only to our campuses around the world and to people in our local community, but I just wanted to, to, to uh, brag on uh, one of the ladies uh, that I got an amazing double portion, by the way, um, uh, um, amazing lady. Uh, our ministry has reached all, array, all the way now to Kuwait. And uh, we have a soldier in Kuwait Lisa Garrett, who sent me two beautiful coffee cups from Kuwait uh, this week and a note and, and simply just said, we want to thank you for being the wonderful people that you are. I can't tell you how much I appreciate being able to tune in every week and be a part of the Word of Life service while I'm deployed here in Kuwait with the soldiers here. Uh, I'll be back in a few, mo- few months, but I just wanted you to have these cups and let you know that we are thanking and praying for Word of Life here in Kuwait. How about that? All the way into the nation of Kuwait. Wait. And so, Lisa, I know you might, you're probably watching today, so we just stretch our hands towards you as a blessing from Word Alive and all our brothers and sisters that are deployed there in Kuwait with you. And we just speak a blessing over you there today, that the Spirit of the Lord would fall upon you there in Kuwait today and that God would do some supernatural things in your life there with our soldiers and your brothers and sisters as, and comrades as he is doing here with us because we know we're all in the army of the Lord together. And so we send many blessings to you to Kuwait today in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you give Lisa and all of our soldiers, brothers and sisters, thank you, Holly. Got it? <clears throat> this is uh, a First Fruits Day, a First Fruits Month. We slip into the month of Adar. Uh, this month is a very important month for you to find your way into a house of light. A house of light is what we do here at our church. We gather in community and homes once a month around the, the Hebraic calendar. Uh, that every new month, God's got a blessing in the month. This month will be specifically exciting because in every zone of every community that's associated with our church, we'll be hosting a Seder meal, a Passover meal. And so you can participate in the same meal that Jesus prepared for his disciples to eat. That same meal will be prepared in every community over this month as we move toward Passover. It's a great opportunity, if you've never been to one, to enjoy the blessing of it. It's not just a ceremony. There's a blessing in it. 
as you celebrate it as we prepare to move toward Passover. So make sure and find you a house of light this month. If you don't know how to do that, you can jump on the app. There's directions there or on the website or someone in the connection will be glad to explain to you how you can take a step into a house of light. Speaking of Passover, this is where we begin a journey today. Uh, some of you maybe know this time of year is Lent. Right, uh, with with this kind of a Catholic thought of how you prepare toward Easter, and there's different uh, denominations that do it different ways. The bottom line is what's important, whether it's Catholic or Protestant or however you're making your way toward this time of year. It's an important time of year. This is what the the main thing. Don't get hung up on the details. It's an important time of year, whether you're celebrating Lent or or Easter or Resurrection Day or Passover. The, the bottom line is, this time of year is called a moedim, an appointed time. And so God promised in his word three times a year that God would meet with us and he would empower us and do supernatural things in our life and pour out favor and blessings that aren't available any other time. Now, God's good all the time. But there's certain times a year he's extraordinarily good because it's an appointed time where God says, I want to purposely, intentionally gather you to myself so I can change some things, reorganize, shift some things, and move you on into your future. So touch three or four people say, this is a very important time for us. Tell them. <coughs> I want to start a journey with you today. And this, I'm going to be talking about this all the way to Passover. And this is what we're going to focus on together as a body. We're going to simply focus on this thought. We are passing over into our future. We are passing over into our future. Here's the one scripture we're going to focus on this whole time. Memorize it. Write it down. Let's put it up there. Memorize it. Write it down. Put it on your mirror. Can you put me that scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11? Uh, we want to, uh, for I know the plans I have for you. Touch three people say, God's got a plan. Y'all are on fire today, aren't you? I just feel it. For, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. What are his plans? Plans to prosper you and give you a hope-filled future. What a promise from God. God says, I know the plans. God hadn't forgotten the plans. God knows the plan. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper. Somebody shout prosper. Plans to prosper you and give you a hope-filled future. Future is made up of two words, expected and end. Expected and end. With God, your future is always better than your past. I'll be back. I'll be back over here. I said, with God, your future is always better than your past. I'm going to give y'all one more chance over here. I'm going to say, with God, your future is always better than your past. Now, that doesn't mean you don't go through some stuff. That doesn't mean you have some disappointments and some trials. But the good news is, whatever you're going through, you're actually going through. And you're going to find your somewhere in the future. And it's going to be better than it was in the past. Haggai 2 and 9 says, The glory of this latter house 
shall be greater than the former. In other words, the, your, 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 your future is always better than your past with God. It's all through Scripture that your future is always much better than your past. Now, this month, Adar, that we're entering to right now, is a very important month because it's simply this. The word Adar is linked with the Hebrew word Mazal Bari. Mazal Bari. Somebody say Mazal Bari. Speaking Hebrew today already. Mazal Bari, tied to the mother Adar. And what does that mean? Give them hope for the future. So the very month we're entering into today is linked to the Hebraic thought that this has been happening for thousands of years, that this month is the doorway into a future full of hope. So touch three people, say you're at the right time at the right place. Tell them you're at the right time at the right place. Now, this, this, this today, our, our, our end game is we're going to enter into joy. Yeah, there's a spirit of joy. It's in me, on me, around me. The angels of joy are here. There's wells of salvation of joy here today. You may came in sad, and you may not even want any joy. It's just going to jump on you. It's, a, it's, like, it's like the flu. You're just going to get around it and catch it before you leave, you, and you can't get it off of you. There's just, there's a joy, there's a joy in the house today because we're at the right time, at the right place, gathered around the Lord for His purposes, and He says this month, if you will gather around and you will move with me, you will tap into a spirit of joy that will break you open for your future. Now, the story surrounding this month, and if you may not know about this, it's found in the Bible, it's the book of Esther. Esther is a very powerful book of the Bible, and this is the month in the Hebrew thought that we celebrate this. Esther, let me just give you a quick overview. She was a, uh, a Jew, and she was in another nation, and uh, it's interesting. She had an uncle named Mordecai, and uh, there was an evil man named Haman, and uh, Haman's... Man, I said... Now, see, some of you that don't understand the Hebraic culture, you just missed out on something. Because in this month, anytime you recite that story and you say the word Haman, everybody boos. It's a really clever thing that's been happening for 5,000 years, and all of us Christians have missed out on the fun of it. So there was an uncle named Mordecai and a man named Haman. There we go. And Haman's had plotted against the Jews... To destroy them. And, <clears throat> this is going to get crazy, isn't it? And I, I'm, I'm going to start saying H instead of Hammond. And, uh, oh. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. And so most of you know the story. There's been movies written about it, etc. The famous scriptures, you've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther rises up and she goes toward her purpose in the kingdom of God embraces her identity, moves into the favor of the king, and God uses this woman named Esther with the favor of the king to turn around or overturn the plot of the evil one and save their entire nation. And so every year they celebrate this amazing time of year with a feast called Purim, and it is a major party. Like it is a party like you ain't never been to kind of party. And they just absolutely throw down for three days this time of month celebrating the fact that God 
turn the enemy's plans around and what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. So this is our fault this month that what the enemy planned for evil in your life, God's gonna turn it around for your good in Jesus' name. Amen? Now let me just give you some keys how we get there really quick. Number one, this is a time to embrace your kingdom identity. This is a time to embrace your kingdom identity. Look at Esther 4.14. Who knows but that you have been called to the kingdom for such, help me now, Esther 4, thank you. And who knows that you've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. It doesn't matter whether you're a housewife or a businessman, a mechanic or a lawyer, a salesman, a school teacher, whatever your occupation may be, there is a kingdom identity for you to step into that unlocks your future. There's gifts of God that are laying on the inside of you that God is ready for you to stand up, rise up right now and move in to the kingdom purposes that God has on your life. You've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. And there's a plan, there's a destiny, there's a purpose, there's a gifting. And my job today is to speak into your spirit and call it out of you and let it manifest and let the Lord begin to give you revelation knowledge. Some of you are intercessors and prayer warriors and you don't even know it yet. Some of you are called to create wealth. Some of you are called to heal the sick. Some of you are called to cast out devils. Some of you are called to do exploits and do missions work. Some of you are called to go to the marketplace as a school teacher and say there may be shootings going around in schools but there's not going to be a shooting in this school I'm standing as an intercessor in the king come on somebody you see what I'm saying there's a kingdom identity you're not you may not just be a school teacher you may be sent there as the protector of an entire school because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost on your life you're not just a student you're not just a, whatever your occupation or your desire design is there's a calling on you, a kingdom calling. And this is the month that that begins to awaken on the inside. The Holy Spirit begins to awaken you to who that is. Now, what's powerful about that is when that happens, supernatural things begin to transpire. Proverbs 20:19 says, where there is no vision, no revelation of God in his word, the people are unrestrained. Or one translation says, perish. What happens is the enemy will try to get us, try to take our vision away of who we actually are in the kingdom. And try to get us stuck in a rut that, well, I'm just this, I'm just that. I'm just going to teach school all my life or I'm just going to you know, be a salesman all my life. I'm just going to provide for my family and educate my kids. And he'll try to get us stuck with no kingdom vision. No revelation of actually who you are and what you just put on earth to do. Because if you ever find out what you're on earth to do and what your, vision, what your vision from God is, you have no problem getting up in the morning and you have no problem staying on the right path because when you got vision, it constrains you and keeps you on the path that God's leading you to. Touch three or four people say, you're about to get a greater vision for your life in this season. Touch somebody else say, you've been called to the kingdom. Tell them, you've been called to the kingdom. Now, if you need help recognizing that, slip over to Freedom Track. That's how we help you find your calling, your gifting, your design from God of what he's put on the inside of you. Number two, 
if we're going to enter into this future, refuse to bow to the enemy. Root out fear, doubt, discouragement, despair, and allow faith to break you into your future. Root out. Dr. Sumrall, who I'm ordained by, he used to say, feed your faith and starve your doubt to death. Root out fear and doubt and discouragement. Why? It says so, so very powerfully here in uh, Esther 3 and 2. It says, all the king's servants who were at the king's gate in royal service bowed down and honored and paid homage to Haman. For this is what the king... You're catching it. For this is what the king had commanded to regard him. But Mordecai, a Jew of the tribe of Benjamin, neither bowed down nor paid homage to him. I'm I'm prophesying to somebody, don't cowtail to the enemy anymore in this season right now. Stand up, take your authority, submit your life to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Isn't that what it says? James 4 and 7, so submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So submit your life to God in this season. Resist the devil, resist fear, doubt, discouragement, despair, and it will flee. Three and quickly, break off all old decrees Break off of you all old decrees that are in your atmosphere. Just, you say, what does that mean? The king had decreed, look here, a plan of destruction because of Haman. We're tracking. Esther 3, 9 says, let a decree be written that they may be destroyed. See, what you don't realize is there are power in words. Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that indulge it shall eat the fruit thereof. So there's decrees that the enemy has used people to speak over you, about you, and sometimes even ourselves. To say negative things about our own self, our own family, our own children, our own circumstances. And and, and it's not, you know, that that's the desire that we have. It's just out of what we see, our frustration, our fear, our discouragement. We say things. We say things like, I'm never going to get out of debt. Or we say things like, this this is never going to work. Or we we say things like, well, uh, well, let's just end this thing. Or, or, we, or we say things to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to our children. Uh, we, say, we say words of, about, uh, about the negative behavior. And instead of speaking to their spirit and encouraging them, we're speaking to, their, to what they're actually doing instead of actually what God has called them to be. How many of you can testify that, that, that even as of late you've probably said something or something's been said about you in some negative context? Can, can you see, right? I mean, it's all of us, isn't it? We've all just, just through our just, just pure discouragement at times, just, I, I do it. I, I find myself, you know, uh, I, I've, I've said some things, you know, well, I just, I'll just quit. 
Maybe, you know, and you just get frustrated or you just get, and you say things. But what happens is you can begin to decree and your atmosphere gets these decrees in it. And then what happens, you start drawing to you these things that you've spoken. See, that's why people, when I tell them, confess the word of God. And they say, well, I do it, but it doesn't work instantly. I said, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad what you say doesn't happen instantly? That's the grace of God. Because if what you said happened instantly, we would all be in tough shape. But there's seed, time, and harvest. So the good news is, whatever negative decree that has come out of your mouth or you've spoken it today, we can make that null and void through the blood of Jesus and we can reverse the decree. I'm saying over you, you will not lack, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I'm saying over you, you have the wisdom, the strength, and the will of God to be done in your life. I'm saying over you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm saying over you what God has blessed, no man can curse. I'm saying over you, you're the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You're going over, you're not going under in Jesus' name. I'm saying over you, you're blessed and highly favored. I'm saying over you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm saying over you, the inhabitants shall not say I am sick, but with his stripes you are healed in Jesus' name. I'm saying over you, you're not an addict. You're a child of God. You may be struggling now, but I see you somewhere in the future and things look a whole lot better than they do right now. Slap three people a high five, say, I got a future. Tell them I got a future. Last but not least, expect the plans of the enemy to be completely turned around and for God's favor to fall upon you in this season in a supernatural way. (laughs) Haman got hung on the gallow he had planned for somebody else. What the enemy meant for good, Genesis 50 about Joseph. God, in, what the enemy meant for evil, God intended for good. Look at this scripture. On the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar. Somebody shout Adar. Adar. The edict commanded by the king was to be carried out. But on this day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them. But now the tables were turned. The tables were turned. I just want to prophesy to somebody, 
It doesn't matter what your current circumstance may look like. It may look like right now you're going under, not over. It may look like right now you'll never get off what you're on. It may look like right now your marriage will never turn around. It may look like right now that divorce you're going through, you'll never survive it. It may look like right now your body won't ever get well. It may look like right now you'll never get out of depression. But I'm here to prophesy to somebody, God's about to turn the table and things are going to work out in your favor. In Jesus' name. Touch three or four people say, God's about to turn the table for you. Here's what it says in Psalm 126. When the Lord turned. Somebody shout turned. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like men that dreamed. Our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. And they said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. I said it's going to turn. I said it's going to turn. I said it's going to turn. Psalm 30, 17, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and you have clothed me with joy. Somebody in this house needs to hear this word. He's about to turn your frown upside down. He's about to attack your lack. Knock the devil on his back. Get you out of your shack. Turn it around, upside down, all around. God's going to move in your life exponentially this month. Somebody shout yes. This joy, this expectation, it's not hype. This is a reality. It's the month we're in. That's how you got. That's why if you'll learn to track with God, you're going to stay ahead of the game. So here we are. Some of you may be discouraged, depressed, in despair, lacking, whatever. God comes along and says, Hey, it's a dar. It's a new day. It's a new month. So you can either choose to listen. When God, I'm not, this isn't Kent's message. This is God's message. God comes to this Adar. What's Adar? It turned the enemy's plans around. Break the decrees. Find out your kingdom identity. Move from sadness to joy. This is God's decree over you, not my decree over you. So either you choose to believe it and say yes, or you can, well, I don't know about this new moon stuff. That's kind of new age, and what's up that new moon? Where the right? That's the way the enemy works. You see, he'll try to get you hung up. I'm not saying celebrating Adar has anything to do with you going to heaven. I'm not saying it has anything to do with your salvation. I'm saying it has to do with you getting blessed or not blessed. I'm saying it has something to do with you staying where you are or moving into your future. You can go to heaven sick, broke, and depressed. Yeah, you can go. To, you can go to heaven sick, broke, depressed, and demon possessed. Yes, you can, because the blood of Jesus has paid the way for you to go to heaven. But how you live here determines, are you going to line up with God's will and God's word, or are you going to keep walking in your own way? Touch three people say, I'm going God's way. Tell them, I'm going God's way. Now, 
We got to move fast. I, I, I need to get this to somebody. We need to break a mentality about this time of month, about first fruits giving. We got to get this if we're going to be able to continue to move. This is a first. This year is the first year. It's a number eight. Eight always is with first, new beginnings. It's 5778 Hebrew calendar, 2018 on the Gregorian calendar. This is the year that we need to really watch God and watch what's happening first. So what happens is every month God comes around and says, okay, get ready. Honor me with your time and with your resources. Why? Because it makes you look at what you got. If you can get this with me, this isn't about raising money for the church. This isn't about meeting budget. This is about you and I learning to live with God in such a divine way that each month we get to look back and say, what do I have? What do I have? What has God done for me? And I think sometimes we get so, we get so far off track. If you look back at last month, I, I did it today. I looked back at last month and I started counting the blessings. I started looking for them. And how do you know the culture we live in, if you don't look for the blessing, you'll miss it? Because some of them are insignificant, maybe. Some of them are, are as big as you thought they would be. Some of them are hidden in circumstances, like a silver lining in the cloud. And, but you have to look back at the last month and say, wait a minute. I had some trouble last month. I had some problems, but wait a minute. I found some blessings last month that I can see where God did something for me. And you count your blessings and you see, what do I have? And now you take of what you have and you offer a portion, a first, to God. Celebrating the fact of what he did for you last month, but also believing for what God's going to do for you in this month. Now, some people get hung up on offerings. I'll be back up. Some people get hung up on offerings, right? And, and, and most of the people that complain about it never give one anyway. So that's what's wild, you know what I'm talking about? So, so we're about over that, you know, because most people that are complaining about it ain't giving them anyway, so why are we even worried about them? But here's the bottom line. That was for me, not you. But anyway, I begin to look at it. Offering is the only thing I can find in Scripture that, uh, that, that connects you to heaven. Moses comes off the mountain after 40 days. You think he's going to give some great uh, you know, exposition on what God has said. And he simply says, God wants an offering. And they built the tabernacle. Every prophet, when they wanted fire to fall, they put an offering on the altar. We get to Malachi. Malachi says something like this. Bring the tithes and offerings into my storehouse so that I can open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Wait a minute. And rebuke the devourer for your sake. We... That's part of the promise. Not only will he open the windows, he'll rebuke the devourer. Whatever's trying to steal, kill, or destroy, God said he would rebuke. God encouraged me this morning. He said, Kent, you ain't going to church by yourself. You're not preaching the word by yourself. You're not, you're not moving people by yourself. There's a host of heavenly angels that's encamped around about this place and you that are engaged with moving my people in this season. Touch three people say, I got some angels on my side this month. This is a supernatural deal. Jesus was offered and the Holy Ghost came. Acts 10, it says Cornelius was praying and giving 
And an angel turned up and said, your offering came up as a memorial before God and got God's attention. And God moved. So God just wants me to encourage you that this offering thing, don't be flippant about it. We're getting heaven's attention today. So when we give in just a moment our first fruits, what we're saying is we're saying, God, I believe the month of Adar has the blessing that I need, and I'm tapping into it by faith. You tracking with me? Ezekiel 44 and 13 says, Give a first fruits offering that a blessing may rest on your house. Do we have that one for on the screen or no? That's all right. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says something like this. Honor the Lord. Do we have that one on the screen? Is Haman back there? <laughs> Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And the first fruits of your increase, your barns shall be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. What's honor the Lord with your possession? What's that? That's a tithe. Bring an offering, that's the first fruits. When you do this, it says God will make sure your barns are filled with plenty, and your presses burst forth with new wine. This is the season where God wants to break us into our future. And in just in, in next week, I'm going to be talking to you about going beyond. God said this to me, go beyond. God has taken us beyond where we are. Today moves us in that direction. Some of you have got to go beyond your current resourcing. Your paycheck is no longer what God wants you to be resourced with. God's got so much more for you to do, he's got to take you beyond your current stream of resourcing. So in other words, your current stream of resource has, has taken you to this far, but God's saying now, get ready to go beyond because I'm about to connect you to a resource that's going to go beyond your paycheck into a place where you can have more than enough so you can meet the needs of those around you who are... Some of you are about to go beyond your current trauma or circumstance or loss or death. Some of you are about to go beyond your last revelation, your last place of healing, your last miraculous encounter with God. God's ready to take us into a whole nother realm called beyond. And so some of you are sitting there thinking, well, you know, you, you, you're just going to keep, no, uh, God's ready to move us to a place called beyond because there's so much God wants to do in our life in this season. So I am fired up about our future, your future, my future. God showed me very clearly we have a future in God that's full of hope, full of blessings, and his, his plan is to prosper you. Not just get you by. Prosper. And, and, and don't get hung up. Don't tie prosperity to money. That's only part of it. To prosper means to, to reach a destination, to get somewhere that God's taken you. A prospering, a, a health. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So this is the month that we're going to move now into supernatural joy in Jesus' name.
Thanks for listening to this message. If you are blessed by this message, you can give by visiting waio.org or by downloading the Wayo app and selecting Give. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Thanks.